Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Hello, guys. This is uh, Matt Z from Optimus Futures, www.optimusfutures.com. Today, I'm going to talk about market edge versus your edge. And it's very important to distinguish between the two. I'm quite surprised that there isn't enough um, podcasts or blogs or um, anything written out there that actually explains the difference between the two. And I think they are both equally important, but I don't see out there in the industry people actually you know, uh, comparing them uh, to one another. There is a lot of talk about the word edge and your edge and market edge, but I think people don't distinguish between the two. So I'm going to try and explain the difference so you guys understand it. So when we talk about market edge, it's basically where you find a pattern of trading. So this pattern of um, trading is one that you try to capitalize on. And it could be technical analysis. It could be moving averages, RSI, MACDs. could be order flow where you have interaction between buyers and sellers. Um, it could be support resistance. It could be Fibonacci. It could be anything that allows you to capitalize on seeing the pattern. And what you want to do is basically trade that pattern. So every time you see it, you trade the pattern, you know, avoiding any emotional outbursts there of, uh, you know, fear, greed, FOMO. You just wait for the pattern to occur. You capitalize uh, and you try to capitalize on it. So the goal is to trade that pattern, right? Along with uh, observing the pattern, you also want to develop a risk management around the pattern. So you watch the pattern, uh, you see it occurring, you try to execute the pattern, and then basically you develop a risk management around it. What is the risk management? Risk management is there to say, okay, the pattern has occurred, but the market did not follow through. So where am I wrong on this? Basically, you're looking for a point to exit where your first assumption about the pattern is no longer valid. It could be um, a stop loss that you put in terms of a financial one uh, that matches your risk tolerance, which is not really the preferred way to do it because your risk tolerance has nothing to do with market fluctuations and trends. However, 
you know, you can always resort to that. The other most more preferred one is basically uh, based on support, resistance, or a condition that you say, you know, the market has moved on beyond this pattern and it's not recognizing it anymore. And hopefully, you know, you're able to minimize your losses and cut them short. And again, you, you, if you're getting stopped out, getting stopped out, then you're watching for this pattern to repeat again. If you are able, you know, to capitalize on it, great. And you also have to develop a plan for that. Where do you actually take the profit for this pattern? Now, l- let me just explain something here, you know, which is very important. If you listen to previous podcasts, I always said, you know, the word market edge is being, um, it's a little bit overused uh, because a lot of traders, um, you know, do not understand the concept of this. So um, market edge is very important, no question. But I think the term is blown out of proportions because it's really your trading skills that would um, make a, a huge difference. In, in the performance of your account. So it's one thing to recognize the market edge and recognize that pattern, but it's a totally different thing to capitalize on it and to develop a risk management around it. This is where your trading skills come uh, very handy. So if you find a market edge, but you don't have the trading skills to um, capitalize on it if you don't have the trading skills you know in the marketplace a a market edge in itself will not make you money remember it always boils down to market edge plus trading skills okay and that's what hopefully will make you uh profitable since i'm talking about stop losses just be careful with stop losses that don't always get um stopped exactly at the point that you want and and there are market conditions that it might not even be executed so always watch your trades okay so now we covered what is a market edge now let's talk about your edge all right so let's say you developed um, a certain market pattern you traded now and you've gathered enough data at this point to start analyzing your trades right so you gather the data now you're analyzing the data and now you have to look at your best performance and i'm going to use here hypothetical numbers just to make them round and easy but let's say you gathered 100 trades that you have done right or a thousand trades it's it's entirely up to you now your method could be profitable or not profitable right but at this point it's really irrelevant what you want to do is really look at the data and look at your best performance, right? So let's say you have 100 trades and and in 30 of those trades, you've made money. So you lost 70% of the time, you've made money 30% of the time. Now what you want to do is look at the 30% and at the 30 trades, which is the 30% out of 100 and say, okay, what have I done right here? What made me act right here and and this type of um analysis will give you some sort of a dive into your method and it could potentially even give you a dive into uh, your market edge so you will start noticing certain patterns for example you will notice and again this is whole I'm, I'm i'm making it all up but just to make it easy but those things could happen in real life you just have to find where your edge is so let's say you find that your best trades occurred between one o'clock and three o'clock 
you could find that if you trade multiple markets, that it's actually the treasury notes that made you money and not your E-mini S&P, although you'll love E-mini S&P, right? You can um, maybe see that early in the morning, this is where you have you had the best opportunities to take the most amount of money. And that sort of thing, looking at your best performance and seeing what you're doing right over there, now you can compare it to the other 70% and say, okay, what am I doing right in this 30%? What am I doing wrong in the 70%? And you either try to compare between the two and try to improve the 70% or just completely neglect it. Say, you know what? I'm just going to focus on the 30% that I'm doing right. That's the only thing I want to do. And that in itself helps you optimize your performance. Because here is a fact, okay? The amateur traders and the beginner traders, they think they'll have a method for all seasons, right? So they want to have one method. This is why they refer to the word the best, as, as, as I always say. They want to have the best moving average. They want to have the best um, hours to trade. They want to have the best market, the best setup. They always use the word best. But really... In reality, you know, what, what I consider to be best is really in your analysis, in your data. And so if there were two traders and both of them had the same market edge, let's assume that there are two traders who are trading support and resistance levels, right? With, with some sort of a moving average. And let's say for, you know, they're trying to be a little bit exotic and they're having some sort of an order flow attached to it. So they have those four factors and they say, within those four factors, this is what I'm going to go long and short on my future contract or any other asset that you may trade here at Optimus Futures. That's what we do. Um, Futures. So essentially, they might have the same pattern, but they both could be trading it completely different. Now, let's assume that both of them are profitable traders, okay? Just for the sake of the example, I bet that both um, do not have the same edge when they analyze their data. So they will, they will might execute around the same time, but the way they manage the trade could be different or the, the way they interpret the, the, uh, the market edge is different. So they might be executing also at different times. I should really, you know, emphasize that. I, I didn't mean to say that if two people have the same market edge, they actually execute the same time. No, I don't know such things. Um, what I'm trying to say is that both of them will have the same criteria, but they might exercise them in totally different times the way they interpret it. And they might find also that their edge is completely different. One guy could, you know, makes money, you know, on longer term like for example being three to four hours in the market and another person could be making money just being 15 minutes in the market and it's fine but they both found their edge now going back to what i told you about that people look for best this best that you know the reason that you want to avoid that type of thinking is because you will change as a trader Professional traders, the way they traded in 2008, it's not how they traded in 2012. The way they traded in 2012 is not the way they'll trade in 2015. And today we're at 2021. It's not the way they traded in 2018. So they always improve their edge. 
And the reason that they improve their edge, because they are trying to do certain tweaks to the things that they're doing right and experiment with them to optimize their performance. They're doing it because their performance may suffer at some point. So they have, to, again, to go back to what they're doing right. They're trying to tweak a method um, just by small changes, and that might optimize their performance. So again, let's say you know somebody has a sample of 100 trades that they have done. Now they're going to 30, right? Now they're exercising the, the 30, exactly that um, what the, the data that they found in the, the 30, the way they're analyzing it. And um, now they're, they're trading only the 30%, right? Only the method that said. So now they gathered another 100 trades. And within those 100 trades, again, there will be winners and losers. And now they have to go back to them again. So this is just finding your edge and starting to analyze your edge will give you the ability to really make small incremental changes to your edge without throwing away the method altogether. Because this is what majority of people do. They do not understand the difference between market edge and their edge. They always say, you know, just give me the edge, you know, give me that pattern. And this is not what's going to make them successful. Um, it's maybe hard for them to understand, but you know, your reaction after the trade, where you take your profit, where you try to cut your losses short, where you get out of the trades, the way you handle your consecutive losses, that's what really makes the, you know, professional traders, their ability to handle those things, not just every time they fail to throw it out. So data gathering is really important. So you start with the market edge, you find the pattern, you move on to finding your edge within that pattern. The complement of the two hopefully will help you gather to the next stage of being a professional trader. I hope this was helpful to you. Um, I always welcome all your comments. You can go to uh, community.optimistfutures.com where we have some market discussions. If you are looking for a broker, I always welcome your business. I would love to earn your business. You can go to www.optimistfutures.com and you can also call us toll free. It's in North America. It's 1-800-771-6748. Um, if you are using a local number, it's 561-367-8686. I know there's a lot of competition out there. I know there's a lot of good brokers. Um, if you happen to be in a place where you don't get the service, you don't get the education, and we can hopefully further everything for you, I would love to do it. So uh, again, uh, would love to earn your business, as I always say. I wish you well. I wish you a great week and a great weekend. And I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-6748. Once again... Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures Podcast.
Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.